Hey, it's me, CK. It's Thursday, the 5th of November. It's just gone half past 10 in the evening. And yeah, it's another late one. My energy isn't necessarily as buoyant as usual. So today's just going to be a casual chat between you and I. Only got a couple of talking points this week. So it's probably going to be a short one too. But I've been quite moved this week. In a way, I don't necessarily know that I've been moved. I don't know if I've been moved like this in quite some time. And it it, <laughs> it kind of, it, it hit me, but in a nice way. Because it reminded me that I'm not always an empty robot <laughs> void void of feelings and I know that might sound like a weird thing for someone to say but I think I've alluded in previous episodes to the fact that you know I am often just on an even keel and very few things move me one way or the other so this was an interesting week and I'm going to share with you what that was and I hope you will maybe take my advice and watch one thing that I'm going to recommend and it's only going to take 26 minutes of your life I just have one request this week. In fact, you know what? I just realized because let me just give you an insight to how this podcast works, or should I say a refresher? Because I've I've mentioned this before. In front of me is my notepad, and on it, before I start every episode, I just make bullet points. So usually there's five or six talking points and that's it. So it'll be a word and then I'll just freestyle and talk about whatever comes to me based on that word. So usually five or six points. This week, I've only got like two points and one little aside as well. And that I don't think I've ever in the entire series of the... what. This is episode 42. I don't think I've ever had just two and a half points, but I was just thinking, I'm actually not going to apologize for that because ironically, one of the things I'm going to be talking about, I genuinely think it's going to move you. I think it's impossible for it not to. So although on paper, this is a sparse episode, I think it makes up for it in terms of the feels it's going to give you. So yeah. I make no apologies if this is a short episode because it might actually be the most potent or at least one of the most potent. I'm going to take, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to stick my neck out and say that's, that's the case, but how are you? How's your week been? Anything of note? Uh, Yeah, I do feel quite flat today. I'm not going to lie, but you know, life issues and all that jazz also this week by the way i'm gonna be detailing well not detailing I, I i wrote my i saw my first ad an ad i wrote um for a large for a very large company and I, i'm writing some of their ads for them and i saw the first cut of one of the ads yesterday actually the head of marketing sent it to me and it was quite a thing like for as long as i can remember i've loved words that is one of my strengths, words, writing, whether it's creatively or from a marketing standpoint, 
that's one of the things I do best, but I've never written an ad that someone is filming and throwing money at to film and my words are being played back to me. So that happened this week and it was genuinely, I, you know, I sent a text message to the head of marketing and say that has made my day and that was no understatement. In fact, it's possibly made my week Actually, no, it hasn't made my week because the thing that has made my week is the episode recommendation I'm going to give to you in a bit, but the ad thing was a close second. So for something that's personal to me, as seen my first ad, for me to be putting that behind my recommendation, I hope gives you some indication of how I feel about this recommendation. So we'll talk about that also. But let's start with the most arguably throwaway talking point of the week and that is that I celebrated one year since the release of my reality documentary series The Bench this week you might have seen my tweets and Instagram posts about it and I released that all seven episodes in 2019 the 3rd of November 2019 and it just dawned on me this week that wow it's, it's a year ago that I released that and because of that I thought how can I celebrate so I put up an exclusive previously never seen interview with me and I put that on my website seekergolding.com you can watch that interview if you like and as I was reminiscing, I thought, oh, actually, I've not watched any of those episodes in a while, so I'll just go back and see if they stand up and if, they, if they've if they aged well or if they haven't aged well. And I'll tell you, you know what? In all honesty, watching them back, I did notice that... Okay, how can I put this? In terms of the fact that I filmed it on my phone, which I always do, I was very aware that the picture quality wasn't exceptional but I don't want to dwell on that because I was obviously aware of it when I released it but because my eyes have had like months away from it and I was looking at it for the first time it was kind of something that I noticed in certain episodes like the picture quality isn't great but I didn't beat myself up about it because I was like I am I won't say I'm obsessed but I'm so keen to not worry about you know perfectionism or any that bollocks I think I've mentioned in previous episodes that perfectionism is not I have no interest in perfectionism whatsoever and that was one thing I noticed and I was like wow I'm surprised I got away with that because people really a certain group of people that I don't even know discovered that series online reached out to me on Twitter and said I just demolished all seven episodes in one go and I loved it so they don't owe me anything so for them to be completely disregarding the, the visual quality, but feeling an affinity, a connection with the with, with the essence of that series and what I was trying to do and, and the interactions that I had with strangers, for people to just completely ignore the visuals and just, you know, embrace what that series is about means a lot. And that was one of the things that I picked up on watching the series again for the first time in months is that I, I genuinely couldn't believe that I did it. And I couldn't believe how receptive people were to it. It's really odd. It's odd. Because at the time when I made it, I wasn't surprised that people were receptive to it. Because I was in that bubble of, you know, I just come out, I just come out of 61 Hugs, which did well. I'd just come out of what else did I release? I, I was very much in that zone of interacting with people. So when that seven-part series went well, I wasn't surprised. But I guess because 
I guess because all of us have been starved of human connection to a degree, I'm watching it through a different lens now. And I haven't had this wealth of interactions. So when I'm seeing me sitting on a bench late at night, asking random passerbys a question and inviting them to join me on the bench and talk it out, and they were super receptive for 80% of the time, they joined me. We had a really deep, measured, reflective conversation sometimes for 10 or 20 minutes I was like Jesus Christ how did that happen but it's purely because I think the only reason I was thinking that this time round is because as I say we've been kind of starved of that I guess so it feels a little bit daring of me and a little bit brave and and I wasn't looking at it like that before for obvious reasons so it was nice to revisit the series and watch it again and kind of see it through the lens of how you see it I guess because I also remember when I release my things my short documentaries or my series often people will say I don't know how you do that or I can't believe you do that and usually I'm like what's the big deal I'm just talking to people but this was the first time I was able to actually get why people say that because I was looking at myself and thinking how did you do that I don't know if I'm making sense I suspect I probably am but in my head I'm talking bullshit but for your ears this might make sense I guess what I'm saying is revisiting that for the first time in months was mostly joyous and enabled me to I guess detach myself from my own stuff for the first time I've not been able to really ever detach myself from it and look at it look at it impassively and I enjoyed that so yeah visit ckgolden.com if you want to watch that interview that's never been released and I just also if you want to get onto my Instagram the thing about the bench by the way if you if you want to watch all seven episodes of the bench you can do it's all online search thebenchseries.com and the bench is also special because out of everything I've ever released, it's the one that I'm most I'm most in love with the artwork and the visuals and the marketing that accompanied that series. And I have Colette Evans, the photographer that sh- that, that took you know that I hung out with for a couple of hours one late night, shooting me on a bench, and I I just love that entire visual. And it's the first time I've ever commissioned a photographer to shoot the marketing for one of my projects. And so today on Instagram, I had a 30 minute Instagram live chat with Colette and we talked about what it was like shooting me. I asked her whether I was an easy client or an awkward client to shoot because I don't like being photographed. So that's why I never do it. But I knew that this project required it. So I asked Colette whether I was easy to work with or awkward to work with I'm not going to tell you what she said but I will tell you that when I asked her that her immediate response was can I be honest with you CK (laughs) to which I said yes and she then proceeded to be very honest with me on what I was like to photograph so if you go onto my Instagram feed and you can watch it there um, it just went up today so if you want a date depending on when you're listening to this podcast scroll to Thursday the 5th of November 2020 and um, the cover art is a is a notepad that says CKXCE because her name is Colette Evans, so it's a black and white pad, CKCE. And have a watch and um, have a look at her little baby face. I love her. She's great. She's awesome. She's an immense photographer, and um, there was no one else I would have used but her. So that's on my Instagram feed. You can go and watch that. And yeah, it was nice talking to Colette. Got a lot of time for her. So happy birthday, Bench. I hope one day to release 
bench series two, different city, different country, who knows? But I also think that that is the one thing I've ever released that has, how can I put this? I think that's the one thing I've ever released that has potential on, it has mainstream potential, whether it's a streamer, whether it's a channel. I don't think as it is, I don't like, I don't think you could release the bench on ITV. I don't think you could release the bench on Netflix. I don't think you could release the bench on Amazon Prime, but I think there is an element of it, which with a few tweaks and adaptations, 100% could. Like a guy sitting on a bench and asking people questions, that isn't a format. I'm not that naive, but I think 60% of that format with 40% adjustments for a streamer or a TV channel, I, I the bench is the only thing I've ever made that I thought has potential for mainstream consumption the only thing i've ever thought that waiting with a killer no 61 hugs no the train which i haven't received um, released or produced or made because of the pandemic yes and i actually designed that format specifically for it to be something that could be made uh, for mainstream consumption the the train is probably the most mainstream friendly format i've ever written and that was a nice and fulfilling challenge. It's a shame. In in my head, you should be actually watching the train now. And I mentioned this in my Instagram live chat with Colette because I want her to photograph the marketing for that as well. But the train should have been filmed in April of this year in London. But due to the pandemic, no, that didn't happen. I had everything sorted as well. The hotel... The crew, everything was booked, then the pandemic happened, and no. But I've mentioned this in previous episodes. I'm not stressing or I'm not bitching about that. It's like, it is what it is, you know. There are bigger problems than me not being able to film a thing. So I'm all right with it. That will happen when it will happen. But, yeah, anyway, let's move along. While we're talking about formats and developing ideas for mainstream consumption. Do you remember last week when I mentioned that I was watching Naked Attraction? Well, this week I have demolished another series about dating and I can't tell you why I'm demolishing all these series yet. But again, as I mentioned in last week's episode, I hope in many, many months down the line, I can reference episode 41 and episode 42 and say to you, this is why I was watching all that stuff. But one thing I can say, none of it involves me going on a dating show. So, I was watching this week a dating show called Dating Around, and this is on Netflix. And I don't know that I have ever had such a violent and grossed out response to a show in my life. Now, let me, let me, let me elaborate on what I mean by that. Dating Around, the format is very simple. It's a 30 minute, each episode is 30 minutes. So like 26, 28 minutes. And one person in New York in season one, it was in New York. One person is going on a date and, and they are dating five different people. Now, each date takes place on a different night. But the hook or the unique element of this show is that the way it's edited in post-production, it looks like that one person is dating these different people on the same evening because Every night they're wearing the same clothes. So let's imagine I'm on this show and between Monday and Friday, I'm going to go on five different dates. One person on Monday, one person on Tuesday, one person on Wednesday. The way it's shot, I have to wear the same clothes on every single night so that each 30 minute episode shows me in the same bar with five different people. 
then sat at a dinner table with five different people, then, you know, somewhere else with the so. So I'm, I'm wearing the same thing, but there's five different people. So it looks like I'm just being a massive tart on the same night dating five different people. Now, I knew that was the premise before I watched it. I was like, well, that's not particularly interesting. So I watched the first episode and it was hideous. I was like, I didn't care about anyone on it. The, the person that was going on the date, I didn't care about, I, I just didn't give a shit about the guy. The, the five women he was on a date with, I felt nothing for every single one of them. I didn't care. What really troubled me about the show is the way it was edited. It's edited so quickly. You know, like if I said to you, the, the TikTok editing approach or the YouTube generation, you know how, every, how everything's cut very quick to sustain your interest because nobody has attention spans anymore. So everything's cut very quickly. That's how this was cut. So I can't remember what the first guy was called. Let's say he's called Simon. Simon's on this date with five different people and it's cutting between all five of them very, very quickly. And for me, that was just an absolute no. Like it was cutting between them so quickly. I didn't give a shit about any of them. It didn't give me an opportunity to care about any of them. It it, it was just too fast. So by the end of that episode, I was like, this is going to be painful because I knew I had to watch all of them because I want to understand what kind of content is, is is doing well at the minute. So I had to watch them all. I thought this is going to be torture because that episode was one of the worst things I've watched in a long, long time. Now, something bizarre happened between episode two and episode six. Let me just give you the short version. I now officially adore this, this show. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. Like episode two, I don't know if someone had a conversation or had a word in their ear, but episode two wasn't edited as crazily as episode one was, or at least to me it wasn't. And I actually found myself enjoying spending time with everybody on the show. Then episode three came, episode four came, and I think they found their groove. But that doesn't make sense to me because they're all edited, they're all filmed together. They're all filmed by the same people. It's not like you release one. People say that's edited shit. We don't, and then they change it. So I don't really understand why the first one was so different, but it is what it is. Two to six, I really liked. Then I jumped on to season two, which had seven episodes, which is set in New Orleans this time, not New York, and loved it again. Not a single episode that's a dud. Of course, there are some episodes which have more standout moments, like the guy that was there was a girl going on a date. She was meeting five guys. One of the guys just seemed like a massive sleazy perv and he kept making innuendos about slipping it to her and she just called the date off. And it was one of the most awkward things I've ever seen in my life. I might be able to tell you which episode that was, but it was just, it was hideous. And he was probably the only sleazeball in all 13 episodes. I don't want that to put you off. He was just weird. I don't know what what got into his head. Anyway, my point is this. I, I've never switched my feelings towards a series like I have with that one. It was odd. And there's one episode that I want to talk about because this guy in this episode, I think will make you a better person if you watch it. Because it made me a better person and it made me a little bit ashamed of myself. But I guess we're all fallible. We're all human. So let me tell you about this guy. He's called Ben. This is season two, and I think it's episode three. Doesn't matter. Just they're all named according to who's going to be picking. And this episode was called Ben. Ben is thirty-six. Everybody, all his friends, he's a gentleman. He's really nice. He's generous. He's sincere. He's the furthest. He's the polar opposite to a bad boy. And the episode opens with him waiting outside the bistro as date one, Jaden approaches, and instantly when 
you know, within seconds of him opening his mouth and talking to this Jaden person, I was like, this guy isn't for me. And I'm not going to tell you why. I'm just going to play a clip. And this is him speaking for the first time as he meets Jaden outside the restaurant. Hello. Hi. <laughs> It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm. Uh, <laughs> why not both? Okay. Well, uh, uh, I'm Ben. Ben. I'm Jaden. It's nice to meet Jayden, you. It's nice to meet you. Uh, I, I, These are for so me. Fun. They are for you. Okay. I don't think I've ever gotten flowers before. Oh so. well. Well, hopefully. It's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good thing. Thank good you. Friend. I'm not 100 percent sure what kind of flowers those are. I think they might be. Chrysanthemums. So you bought me something you don't know what it is? No, I'm just <laughs> Only the finest. Have you ever been here? Before? I haven't. I have not either. It's going to be a great experience. It's going to be where we, we don't know the flowers, we don't know the restaurant, the restaurant, we don't know each other. <laughs> It'll be great. We'll, we'll learn. We'll learn all of these things. Yes. Uh, wanna, you ready? Want to go in? Yeah, let's great. do it. Great. After you. Thank you. <laughs> Right, so at this point, I'm going to tell you every... Look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just going to tell you what I was thinking at each point, And then as we go along, you'll probably understand how I had a complete 360. This guy called Ben, based on what you just heard, hyper, over the top. Like, I just didn't understand. I've just not encountered that degree of animation in a human, ever. I didn't get it. I was like, this is weird. Like, why is he acting like that? Why is he talking like that? Why is his voice so high-pitched? Why is he laughing awkwardly? There's awkward, then there's that. And in my opinion, there wasn't, he wasn't awkward. There was just, he was just beyond awkward to the, to the realms of, I felt uncomfortable. I'm going to be honest with you. I felt uncomfortable, but you and I have discussed on this podcast many times that I'm getting a, I don't know. I sometimes feel like I'm repeating myself, but you know, I get that people join this podcast at different points. I'm trying to get better at any time I have an emotional response to anything. I'm asking myself, why are you having that emotional response? So the minute I thought this guy's just weird, there was a little voice in my head that knocked, knocked on the side of my skull. It was like that. And he said, hang on a minute. What is weird? Nothing is weird. Everything is relative. What you're actually saying, CK, is you have not encountered a guy like this before. Why are you judging? Who the fuck do you think you are to say this guy's weird? Your discomfort is your problem. So maybe you should be dealing with that first. And that was a very sobering thought because it was true. And I couldn't counter that with anything rational. It was 100% true. Like, why is this weird to me? And if it is weird to me, that's my problem. And so the date progressed. And let me take you to another section of this date when they go inside. I'm going to jump to a section at 0730. So he's had drinks with his five dates. Again, they're all, they're cut very quickly. So he's at the same counter in the bar drinking and five people jumping in and out. And I'm going to jump to a section at five. This is one of his dates called Shamarik. Let me just get to Shamarik. Okay, let's start it from here. Can I get your drink for Oh, you? please. Yeah, yeah. Right over here. Can I just jump in? Can I just jump in here and say that the way that this show is produced is exquisite. The music that they use, the the footage of the outside cars driving past, it's just a beautiful thing to watch and it just chills me out. But you can probably get from this that the music is delightful. Starving. It'd be too. 
Oh, me too. Perfect timing. Hey guys, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Oh, Thank you so much. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, you're funny. You're funny. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and do, you, do, you, what, do you not like to be funny? No, that's cool. Oh. Be funny. Ooh, I'm definitely going with the gnocchi. Yes, I am too. I love the gnocchi. Uh, That's what I want too. Okay, perfect. It's <laughs> one thing we have in common for sure. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Now, you only have audio, but you can probably tell by the audio that, oh God, I'm, I'm going into areas I don't really like to admit, but the word, the word dork or geek are the kind of words that are normally attributed to people that have Ben's demeanor and character and behavior, right? Just historically, you know, like the geek in the, the geek in the film or the geek in the TV series who isn't the stud, like Ben displays many of those characteristics on paper, right? And I just remember watching it thinking, this is just odd. But I had that conversation myself very early on. So I was like, no, no, this isn't, this is, this is him. This is him being him. And for that, I love it. You know what? I'm acutely aware of how there's this tendency in society to kind of put ourselves into the cool box, the cool box and the non-cool box. Well, what about the just being me box? And so I started watching it through that filter. And I was like, well, what's he doing that merits the tag of, 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 of geek? Like he's, you know, he's, he's just doing He's doing Ben. But I was really interested because, you know, I'm massively into psychology. I was really interested to watch his dates and how they were responding to him because Ben's behavior definitely isn't the norm. And you know what humans are like with anything that isn't the norm. And I'm not going to be prescriptive and use large, broad brushstrokes as everybody behaves the same because, of course, they don't. But if we concede that on the whole, anything that is slightly abstract or out of the mainstream usually it, it it elicits some response in people that is oh hang on this is weird what's going on here so it was just interesting watching the people that he was on the dates with and in their defense and I don't know whether they were prepped before or whether they were spoken to off camera or what but you could see that there were there was modest discomfort but nothing that would make you think stop being such a stop being such a dick nothing even came close but there was certainly sometimes awkward pauses just a curious look is this is this what's going on here but they were all commendable all five of them so i'm just going to play another section now i'm going to jump ahead to a, a lovely little scene when <laughs> they were walking to another bar and cat who was pretty gorgeous to be fair this is a cute little scene with Kat and they're talking about what they like to do in their spare time. Let me just get this bit for you. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let's try this. Fair. Amazing. Is that yours? I, uh, me that's too. A video game professor. Really? Yes. What's, what's your favorite game? FIFA. Amazing. Is that yours? I, I'm not so into sports games, but, but I... You like Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> I love Dance Dance Revolution. So you think you can dance? <laughs> uh, Do you think you can tap right, dance? Well, well, well my, my mom might have something to say about that. Oh, shall we? Oh. Is that a challenge? A tap off? By the way, I reiterate, this is outside the streets of New Orleans late at night, and Kat has suggested they have a little tap off in the street. It's a beautiful thing to watch, to be honest. 
Are you challenging me to a, oh God, oh, you, you've already won. <laughs> you wing? Uh, is that, is that, uh, flap, 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 flap. So impressed. <laughs> Your mom would be proud, actually. <laughs> that was, that was beautiful. That was, that was really great. You really can't do it. And then to put the, that, that was just, it was, that was one of those moments that was filmic. It looked like a movie, the way they just had this little connection. It was so sweet. And by this time, Kat's like, Kat, Kat came to the same realisation as me. This is Ben. Ben's just Ben. That's who he is. I'm, I've ne- I don't know that I've ever been on a date with someone like Ben, but that is maybe my loss. So by this point, everyone's warming to Ben. You can almost see the moment when everyone starts to warm to him. And in a minute, I'm going to share with you some comments that people have made online, which I think perfectly encapsulates how I felt and how you will probably feel watching this episode as well. But I want to jump to my final section, which is the minute when I thought I am a little bit in love with this guy because when his nerves calm and he's been sincere and genuine, well, he's been genuine throughout, but when he's more comfortable and he's having his quiet moments, he's actually quite a very charming, weirdly, he's like quite, when he really gets into it and he's looking at a woman in her eye and he's telling them how he feels about them, the guy's got game but not in a manipulative way. I want to just play with you one section. I want to play one section for you, which was genuinely beautiful. And the way it was shot was exquisite. So this is him telling Jaden how he feels about her. And it's, it brought a tear to my eye and it might do the same to you. And it might not. Let me, let me get to Jaden. I'm doing all this manually guys. So bear with me. Thank you. So Jaden, get, get Jaden. Get Jaden. a really amazing evening with you. And I, I'm sure you must get this all the time. Uh, You just have such an amazing smile and an amazing laugh that is just infectious. It it energizes me. From the moment I first saw you, like, that was on my mind. And I've just been wanting all evening to, like, say how wonderful you are. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know... I'm sorry, but if you just energize me. I can't think of anything more beautiful to tell another human being. I think you're beautiful and you just energize me. I'd be lying if I said I didn't write that down and pop it in my pocket <laughs> for future reference. <laughs> who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to be told that you energize me? That is just an exquisite collection of words and the the word nerd in me was all over that. You just energize me. And it was said with sincerity. That's the kind of thing you can say and just come across as a giant knobhead. But the way he said it was uh, that was 17 out of 10 for me. 17 out of 10. And listen to this bit with one of his other dates called Shamarik. And this is the last thing I'm going to play for you. Then we can just talk about other stuff. So this was an exquisite moment. The way it was shot was awesome. He came across like a bit of a Bond. Massive fan. You probably need to get home to your kids. I've got to teach class in the morning. <laughs> so I should. I feel like maybe we should wrap things up. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm dragging my heels. I don't want to leave. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, yeah? It, no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do what? Uh, you seem like a true gentleman. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you would want um, to kiss me right now. I'm going to leave it there because just watching it again is giving me chills. I don't know if I've been a little bit over the top here, but there's one close up on his face when they're kind of looking into each other's eyes and he, he's, he's completely changed. All of a sudden, he just looks very cool. And 
again, the nerd in me, the filmmaker in me, the producer in me just looks at how this was shot and is like, I'm like, hang on. I'm like. <laughs> it was just exquisite. And honestly, this episode, unlike anything I've ever watched, just completely made me look at myself and reflect on my tendency to judge. And yeah. I am ashamed. I am ashamed that when he first came on screen in the first minute of this episode and he was acting in his choice form, anxious energy, nervous energy, super animated, louder than usual, huge belly laughs, all the socially recognised markers of feeling uncomfortable and awkwardness, and it made me feel awkward. But by, I don't know, by like, five or six minutes in I started to warm to him by the end of it I fell in love with him genuinely and I don't know that I've ever had that complete 360 ever having watched anything and that was just really sobering and moving and it was a wonderful thing to watch it's called dating around if you have Netflix I would I'd love to know what you feel about that episode it's a little bit you know you have the advantage of knowing that you're going to fall in love with Ben so you might not watch the first few minutes and think this is awkward because you know that you shouldn't feel that way (laughs) i don't know it's a james i feel like i've kind of i'm letting you cheat now but i'd love you to watch it and and send me a message on instagram twitter facebook message me and just let me know how i feel about a that episode and b the entire format the show the series you know what do you think about it um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I just loved it. Genuinely loved it. I love the series, but yeah, Ben's the guy for me. And I just wanted to just read some stuff that I've seen on um on social media. I just I can't. I don't. I don't know if Ben's on this. What does it mean when people say is he on the spectrum? I think that sounds a little bit. I don't know. It just doesn't sound appropriate to say someone on the spectrum. I don't know. But I just put in. I put. What did I type into Google to get this one thing I found? Ben dating around. I don't know if if he has something. I don't know. He's a college professor. So anyway, someone some this is what someone's written on Reddit. This is the title to this thread. Is anyone else just cringing throughout the entire Professor Ben episode of Dating Around? And now I read that title and I was like, why do people have to be such bell ends? Why would you put that online? Having just watched an episode of a guy that's clearly uncomfortable but it's just a sincere genuine guy why would you write that 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 kind of hurt me a little bit then i read a little bit further and 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 things changed so this person has written is anyone else cringing throughout this entire ben episode he is honestly so sweet but i can't handle how animated and awkward he is when he said goodbye to the student oh my god then the person goes on. The whole thing is just a cringe fest, but I can't look away. I feel sad for him. Now, this is when it changes and I started to fall in love with this person and I felt a huge, huge connection to this person who just seconds ago I thought, why being such a dick? This person has then written in the next paragraph, oh my God, I have to update. He is crying. What? Okay, I keep updating, but I want him to be my friend. Update three. He has a full five stars on my rate card. Love him. And so this person has basically gone through the exact cycle of emotions as I have. And I love the fact that she was updating herself. She or he, I don't know. But, you know, first, this is weird. Then, oh, hang on. I love this guy. So weird. Never had that before. I feel like I'm, again, 
sound like a broken record now, but you know, I have nothing else this episode. So check it out. Dating Around season two, episode. Let's have a look. Season two, episode two. Season two, episode two. Yeah. Love it. I might watch I might watch it again actually. <laughs> will that right, make so Will that make me a giant loser if I watched it again? I think it would. I wanna find you that awkward episode of that guy that makes innuendos now. I wanna find him. It was Season one Episode One, two, three, four. Episode season one, episode five, Sarah. This is the episode of the guy that keeps making innuendos about like her giving him a blowjob. It's just the weirdest thing, weirdest thing. And it stood out because he was the only knobhead really in all episodes of both series. So it stood out, but it was one of the most awkward things I've ever watched when she just cut the date short and said, I'm off. You know, I'm a big boy, but even I found it awkward. Anyway, listen, guys, I'm pretty much done with this episode. I just want to conclude by referencing the fact that um, yeah, I wrote an ad for a large brand that supplies big retailers like Homebase and Tesco and Asda and they, they make homeware. And I wrote an ad that is soon to be on their website and stuff and seeing my words in ad form was a beautiful thing. And um, I was going to, I was going to... Okay, I will do it because I'm feeling a bit knackered to be honest with you. You know, I like to be honest with you guys. I was just going to end the podcast. I can't be arsed anymore. <laughs> it's like talking about Ben has made me a little bit, has drained any last bit of energy I had. But here's the thing, right? Watching my ad play back to me for the first time, I thought, oh, okay. So all these years of you being a massive word nerd have paid off. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I can think a few things I value higher than people who have a good command of of grammar and punctuation. They're two things that I think are just base level commodities. So when people fuck them up, I don't get it. <laughs> and it troubles me a little bit. And, you know, I... All right. I was listening to one of my, I was listening to a podcast this week. You know how I've talked about, I have spoken about Nikki Glaser, the American comedian a lot. I was, she was on her best friend's podcast, Andrew Collin. And there was one thing that they were talking about, which made me think, oh my fucking God. And I want to share that with you now. So Andrew was just told Nikki a story about a nice interaction he had after voting for Joe Biden after voting for Joe Biden, he had an encounter with a policeman and the, the encounter could have gone one way, a very negative way, but it went the other way and it ended up being very positive. So he's, te- he's told Nikki that story. And then what happens is that he's... <laughs> what happens is that Nikki loved the story and then they're recounting when he was about to post that story on Instagram because it was a nice uplifting story with a cop. You know, cops are getting a lot of heat at the minute and he wanted to share this story on Instagram of this cop being nice and human. But what apparently Nikki said, don't post that story, Andrew, because I know what you're like. Your grammar and spelling is all over the place. And I want everybody to get this story in its full glory. So send it to me first, DM it me so I can just 
sanitize, check it, proofread it, and correct all your fuck-ups, then post it. <laughs> it's so funny, because that's the kind of weird shit that I do as well. So there's one thing that they talk about in this conversation, that he... Some of the fails he does when he's writing stuff, it, it just drove me insane. So let me just play the story for you. This is on YouTube. I'll tell you where you can find it in a minute. So then I write this thing on Instagram and you correct it like an English oh, teacher. Yeah. Well, you wrote me about the story and I go, hey, hold before you post this story because I just send me. I know you're going to put this on Instagram. Send me it before so I can edit it because this is so good. I want it to be as clear as possible for people. But you did you did a good job. You did a B minus, which is means like. By the way, just for, to give you some grounding in this situation, Nikki is 36, very, very successful comedian in the States, very successful, and she's not short of cash. Andrew isn't as successful as she is, but they're best mates. He's 40. He's a comedian. He's going to be doing all right, but he's not got Nikki cash. I just wanted to give you some dynamic on how their relationship is, so let's carry on. I was grading it like a fake English teacher like yeah. when you asked me to, so I, I, I took it and like wrote on it like an, like an English teacher would. Um, which made me realize as I was doing it, I'm like, you need to get more, you need to start to get a new job. What are you doing with your free time? <laughs> and, uh, but it was still fun to do, but no, I, for the comedy's sake, writing, he goes, I go, I mean, that's the way you talk. So it works, but, um, it's, it's not correct. Why? You have to say said instead of goes. Because if you go somewhere, you go somewhere saying, um, this person goes as, as in like, they go, Hey, you know, um, mm -hmm. that is not, they're not going anywhere. That's just a, a, a colloquialism, I think. I don't even know if that's the correct term, but it's just a thing. It's a, it's not like actual good English grammar. It's not a colloquialism, Nikki, but that's not the point. And the fact that she picked him up on saying go, I was, I was fucking spewing my shit. I lost my shit. You know, when I don't, I was going to say when adults, but when anybody uses the word go instead of said, I lose my shit. And this is what I want to, I want to ask you a question. And I genuinely, in fact, if you're only going to respond to one thing I ask you today, actually, I don't know if I want it to be the Ben thing or the thing I'm going to ask you now. It's really difficult because I, I really want to get your thoughts on both, but okay. I'm going to, all right. If you're only going to respond to me on one thing, this episode, make it the Ben thing, but I'd also be grateful if you can also answer this question as well. Would you look down on someone if you read something they've written and they used the word go instead of said? So for example, I was walking down the street, then I walked into Tesco and the security guy goes, have you got a face mask? So if you saw someone write the word go instead of said, rather than the security guard asked or said, well, it won't be said, it would be asked, have you got a face mask? If, if a grown adult wrote the security guard goes, have you got a face mask? Would you judge that person? Would you think that person is an utter knob? Would, would you have anything further to do with them? Would you judge them? Because I would. But, you know, the new, more liberal part of me is thinking, what, who are you to judge? Everybody has their thing. Everybody has their niche that is their thing. So grammar in English is yours, but I don't know if you're aware of this, CK. Art definitely is not, so fuck you. <laughs> and that, again, I can't argue with that because it's so true. I can't draw shit, but people might look at me and think, dude, why are you struggling? But my argument is this. Are the two things comparable? If you're not adept at grammar, is that any different to not being adept at art? Are the two things comparable? 
I don't know. I was thinking about this in Aldi today. <laughs> Weird place to be thinking, but I was in Aldi thinking about what I'm going to talk about in this podcast. And I thought, is not being good at grammar exactly the same as not being good at art? Now, there's a lot of me that's thinking, yeah, they're kind of similar. But there's another part of me thinking, well, not really, because, you know, we all, art is a little bit, being good at art and being good at grammar is different because you can, it's easier to be taught how to be good at grammar than it is to be taught how to be good at art. And we're all taught the same. You know, we're, bom- you know, we're bombarded by grammar and spelling. We're not bombarded by art. We're kind of exposed to it, but we're not bombarded. So in theory, you should all have a base level of grammar and spelling. Art is a bit different because they're not bombarded with it, as I just said. So this was the conclusion I reached, but I don't know if there's any merit to it. So I'm asking you, if somebody said the security guard goes, put on a mask, would you think, screw you, you're, you're dead to me? <laughs> no wonder Nicky's earning infinitely more than you, dumbass. For the record, right, I'm being harsh on Andrew, but I love his podcast. I think he's great. I genuinely think he's great, and I'm and I'm being a little bit I'm being a little bit facetious here. But yeah, I, you know, uh, grammar and I don't I don't know what I don't know what point I'm trying to make here, guys. I'm tired. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty much going to leave it here. But I don't know grammar and spelling. Is it something that you think we can pass if you're not great? Or do you think we are all given a shitload of grammar and sparing so there should be a base standard and saying go instead of said is way below that standard? How do you feel about grammar? <laughs> I know there's a few people on, on Twitter I've spoken about this. I've spoken to this about before and um, I know that they're probably shouting at, the, shouting at me right now saying, fuck no, not giving him a pass. No, put him in jail. Anyway, I've written an ad and... At some point, I'll probably be able to put it on my website, but that point isn't here yet because it's not in the public domain. So watch Dating Around. Send me a message. Let me know how you feel about Ben. And I hope I will have more to share with you about why I'm watching all these dating formats in a few months' time. But, you know, I hinted at it last week that maybe it's a bit of a life pivot, career pivot. And, you know, how about I just go and have my dinner, which I've not yet had, and you enjoy the rest of your week and we hang out next week. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. See you in a bit. But don't you think it makes the story feel more authentic well it's the way you talk and so there is argument for like stylistically it's right on point and like a creative writing assignment would be like oh that's good but you jump around with the tenses you were like i was wearing <laughs> I this am thing a, yeah, yeah. i then i go and it was just jumping <laughs> from like <laughs>